0: the Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Karen Chatton from Gardnerville, Nevada, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 9th, episode 1848. Good morning,
3: Horse World. When your start time's on Saturday and your finish time's on Sunday, and it doesn't get much better than best conditioned... And completing the challenge is the challenge. You're an don't endurance rider.
1: Me Let me ride through the wide open country that I love.
0: But don't fence me in. Let me be by myself in the evening breeze. Listen to the Well, Karen is back, and of course, that means it's the second Tuesday of every month when we talk endurance riding. Welcome back, Karen. Thank you.
2: It's good to be here. Happy New Year, everybody.
0: And Jennifer is off this morning, so she's not here to tell us what's going on in today's show. So why don't you tell us what's going on in today's show? (laughs)
2: Okay, well, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the silly things my horse spooks and doesn't spook at. I have an endurance tip on how to save money. Uh, We're going to talk to the Distance Depot about their sheepskin seat covers. And then we're going to talk about a horse's blog called The Monkeys Know Nothing. And then we're going to finish that up with a writer from the Northeast, I believe, that writes a blog for Eat, Sleep, Ride, Repeat, and we're going to discuss the different types of people that you've seen on endurance rides.
0: But I wanted to remind everybody that Thursday night at 7 o'clock, you're going to want to join us. We're doing a live video event. Uh, we're, We're holding a fundraiser for the Para Equestrian team. And we would love for you to join us. Reese Koffler-Stanfield, The Dressage Show, and Samantha Clark of the 2018 WEG Show are going to host it. I'll be there as well, doing some goofy stuff. And we're going to hear the stories of a lot of the para-riders. This is going to take place in Wellington. And a lot of them are down there right now. Most of it, the para-riders uh, at the uh, at the WEG and Olympic level are down there competing for, for these two weeks, and we're going to get to chat with them and find out, one, why they're a para, what happened, and hear their stories, and then how they overcame what they had to overcome to become the Olympic-class athletes that they are now. So you're going to hear some very heartwarming stories, and you're gonna we're going to have a little fun, too. So it's a two-hour live video event. Uh, you can see the video will be on any of our websites, at com or any of the Horses in the Morning website. Uh, also, we'll be <clears throat> doing a live audio feed out in the usual spots where you hear horses in the morning where you listen to this including our app uh, so the Horse Radio Network app the little live button at the top you'll be able to hear the show live from there as well and if you have a few dollars that you can help donate to the Paras they're one of the most underfunded of the professional riding teams uh, in the United States so if you have a few dollars that you can help them in this World Equestrian Games year that would be appreciated so that's Thursday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time just go to Horse Radio Network and you'll find the video right there on the homepage. And uh, join us. We would love to have you join us and check out some of the things going on in the world of the paras. Well, right now, we're going to talk a little bit to Karen about what you've been up to over the last month here. Well,
2: I was just going to talk a little bit about the ride I did yesterday on Chief and all of the silly things he likes to spook at. This is another horse that uh, we often kind of like to make fun of because at his age he's 22 going on 23 and he thinks he's like you know six and uh he can be so silly sometimes i guess the only thing i can say that positive in his favor is that he is predictable you kind of know when he starts to get uh you can sort of see the brain cells start to spark inside of his head that he's going to start finding stuff to spook at so some of the things yesterday he spooked at there were like three different rocks he spooked at there were cracks in the road two different logs on the side of the trail and then at one point he spooked at nothing there just there was nothing there i don't know what he spooked at (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, and this, is, and a, this so, is a horse with a million miles.
2: Yes. Yeah. He's one of the highest mileage horses in history of the sport. Plus, he's done tons and tons of miles outside of endurance as well. Um, he's done parades, as you know, the Rose Parade, stuff like that. Doesn't phase him. It's stuff, you know, that's just natural kind of stuff that bothers him and then we rode past the shooting range and people were shooting rifles you know bam 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 doesn't spook doesn't bother him we're we're about to cross a busy road and a bike rider uh, road bike riders going by like probably going 20 miles an hour because they were going fast rides right up behind us and whizzes right on by nothing no reaction (laughs) nothing we had like this big heavy machinery truck go by that was like some sort I'm not sure quite what it was but it passed by it was going probably 40 and it was big and loud and it was like three feet from my stirrup nothing there either uh, we were going around a a narrow single track trail up the side of a mountain and a mountain bike rider was coming down the same trail, hit the brakes, slid several feet. And and the, g- the guy on the bike was like, wow, your horse handled that really well. Because <laughs> nothing, no reaction, nothing. You know, there's rabbits and birds, there's plastic bags flapping and none of that stuff bothers him. He just, it's kind of like, you, you know, it. it just makes me have to kind of laugh and have a sense of humor over it. And that's all you can do.
0: That's all you can do. You never know what they're going to spook at.
2: (laughs) No, no. But, you know, I can safely say that he's most likely not going to spook at the stuff that most regular horses would spook at. And so one of the things I say to him most of the time now anymore is, could you just pretend to be a normal horse for a little bit, (laughs) please? (laughs) So we'll keep working on that. And yeah. I'm just going to keep writing him. Yeah, no, he's he too old
0: to, to, for change. Yeah, not, yeah. Not
2: there, no. I, I'm kind of, you know, I kept thinking, I was kind of looking forward to these, you know, golden years that he's going to settle down and chill out. No, he still jigs and goes sideways <laughs> coming back home like on every ride. And I guess if when he stops it, then I can start to worry. I yeah, suppose. then you're going to know
0: something's wrong. Yes. Get the vet out.
2: Yes, but for now, you know it it's all good, and um I'm still enjoying riding i'm quite a quite a lot and and in fact, last week, we did a ride. We were gonna go do a really long ride where we ended up going across one mountain range. Um, to the other side where there's water and of course the night before a fire starts and so we ended up not being able to go there so we went one ridge over so we got to watch the helicopters flying over our head doing the drops all day long and of course that didn't bother him either (laughs) so (laughs) oh well oh
0: well what else are you gonna say right i know oh well Well, now you also joined a new Facebook group. What was that about? Yes,
2: I thought that was sort of, might be kind of interesting to check out for many of us that are getting up in age a little bit, like our horses are, and it's called Endurance Easy Keepers Fitness, and it's for the riders that are easy keepers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are any of us easy keepers, actually, when you think about it?
2: Uh, Well, I think a lot of us become easy keepers as we get older, (laughs) 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 Unfortunately, Um, you know, endurance riders are usually pretty good at staying fit and in shape. But we do have to put out some effort sometimes if we want to stay flexible, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, for me, I I really need to keep working on my flexibility so that getting on and off out on the trail is not too difficult. So that's something I'm working on. So I joined this group and I thought it would be kind of fun. Everybody's sort of sharing where they're at and what their goals are and then uh, supporting and um, helping um, encourage each other. So it's kind of an interesting group for those that want to check it out. It's called Endurance Easy Keepers Fitness.
0: Well, now it's time for our monthly endurance tip that Karen does for us. What do you have for us this month?
2: Well, today I'm going to be talking about uh, the frugal... Part of endurance riding where we all try to save money and find ways to get the things that we need to participate in the sport or just in having horses in general without spending a ton of money.
0: I thought and, and I thought inventors <laughs> were frugal until I met endurance <laughs> riders. <laughs> oh gosh!
2: Oh yeah, you'll see us like I was uh, mentioning earlier about using zip ties and duct tape, you know, to hold stuff together and hay I mean, that's just a common endurance writing thing that we do. But my tip is that we can actually purchase many items from the dollar store that work well for endurance writers. And so I'm going to give a little bit of a, a list of some of the items that I often purchase and use from the dollar store right. over the years that have worked well for me. And then I'd love to hear from some of the listeners if they have any other ideas that that we can use to, um, you know, help us save money with, uh, you know, things that will work with our horses.
0: All right, sounds good.
2: Okay, so uh, one of the first things that works really good are squeegees uh that they use uh you can use of course a squeegee on a window or whatever but they also work good on our horses after we've given them a bath to you know it's like a sweat scraper or for cooling at rides you put the wa- you know cool water on and then scrape it off and keep reapplying. Those are great uh they often have a hole in the handle so you can clip them onto your buckets. So they're always handy to, you know, just have. And for a buck, you can buy a couple or three of them and always have one around that's easy to get to. Uh, The other thing that works really good is spray bottles. They have just the plain empty spray bottles, but you can also buy a spray bottle that already has stuff in it, like a cleaner, disinfectant, window cleaner, uh, stain remover. We all can use stain remover if we're going to be around horses very often. So then you can use it up and then Wash it, and then you've got your spray bottle that you can use for mixing up fly spray or whatever else you need to use with your horses. Um, Disinfectant, you know, if you're in the winter for uh, trying to prevent thrush in their feet, that kind of thing. Other great things that are handy to get from the dollar store, sponges, uh, gallon uh, containers, which... Again, you would just buy like a gallon size uh, or three quarters of a gallon size of anything, whether it's bleach or cleaner or whatever. Use it up. And then you've got the container left to make a great scoop. Uh, They've got zip ties, tape, clips, lots of stuff like that that you can use uh, from the dollar store. There's all sorts of plastic Uh, bins and organization things that you can use to organize your tack room or your trailer. Also, uh, there's uh, metal baskets, which I have used over the years for rinsing the sugar out of beet pulp and stuff that works great. So it's just kind of fun to go in there and sort of think of what can I, you know, what are these things that I can get that I can use with my horses that can, you know, save money and be practical. And so it's, it's sort of fun to go in and, uh, you know, you can go through the whole store and you only maybe spend 10 bucks, but you get a lot of neat things that you can actually use around your horses.
0: (laughs) Very good. I'll tell you what, there's, there's some good ideas there. I never thought about using the metal wastebaskets that have the little holes in them for strainers.
2: Yeah, yeah, works idea. really good yeah. with the shredded beet pulp. Works yeah. good.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's go next over to Kristen at Distance Depot to talk a little bit about sheepskin saddle covers.
2: Well, good morning, Kristen. Happy New Year, and thank you for joining us today.
3: Happy New Year to you.
2: And so, how are things in your neck of the woods?
3: We have been very busy. We survived the holiday rush and (laughs) um, just very busy, just continuing to catch up on all the year-end activities and ready to start a new year.
2: Great. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about your sheepskin seat covers and other sheepskin items that you make there in-house. So tell us a little bit about your sheer comfort line.
3: Okay. Okay. Um, these, um, Sheepskin Sheer Comfort saddle covers and accessories, um, we've manufactured these for quite a few years now. Uh, They had been, um, originally designed by Easy Care, um, quite a few, many moons ago, they say. Um, but we've been doing it for, I would think, oh, six or seven years now. Um, we use 100% merino wool. Um, they are warm in the winter which is a perfect time for many of our riders this <laughs> right now it's freezing here in Missouri um <laughs> so nice and warm to get into your saddle and and then they actually keep you cool in the summer so that's really nice um they're thick um thick and luxurious and we have them in several colors so they're available in black brown natural and we also actually have a navy blue color that that people can order
1: mm-hmm.
3: So, um, And they come in tons of different styles, trying to, of course, accommodate all of the saddles that are out there on the market. Um, so we have Western seat covers and English seat covers, and then, of course, like an all-purpose cover, a dressage cover. We actually have a Bob Marshall saddle cover, too, because so many of the riders are riding in the Bob Marshall treeless saddle. So lots of different styles to choose from.
2: And how do you suggest people take care of their sheepskins? Because I know that these do last like for decades. They're long-lasting, right. good, really yeah. good quality. I can attest to that because I've ridden yeah. thousands of miles in these um, sheepskin covers. So how, how do you suggest we take care of them?
3: Well, they're pretty easy to take care of, I think. I know some riders um, and, of course, if you're using a girth cover or something that needs to be laundered, they can be washed um, in the washing machine. We do suggest using, um, you know, either a, a lanolin-based um, detergent or something very mild. Um, we have a leather therapy um, product that um, will be kind to the skin because these are made from real sheep skin, so it has a you know leather on the backside. So you want to keep that soft. Um, so washing with harsh detergents is not a good idea, Um, but they can be laundered. Um, They can also just be brushed off um, gently with um, maybe a wire brush. You can use it just to fluff it up a little bit if you have areas that become a little matted, Um, Mm -hmm. but if you launder them, then you simply dry them out of direct sunlight um, and just let them air dry, and you can sort of You know, if you're around while it's drying, just make sure it's laying flat and, you know, in in its shape and and all of that. And they should last for years and years. So they're pretty easy to take care of.
2: Right, right. Yeah, I I have many actually items. I've got the the noseband covers and the (laughs) stirrup leather covers and then the little round um, uh, cinch ring covers i don't actually use them but i have them just in case to have you know it's a good idea because you never know stuff like that over the years i've had to improvise and maybe stick one of those cinch ring covers underneath um the the um rings on one of my cruppers on a on a horse was starting to get rubbed so it's always a good idea to have stuff like that on hand they can uh sure come in handy at times but yes I'm looking at uh at, at the pictures on your website and it just makes me want to drool over uh, th- how <laughs> thick and luxurious these these sheepskins are it, the one I have that's on the saddle my junior rides it's uh, worn down to where there's almost no hair on it and <laughs> but I have to admit it's gone thousands and thousands of miles and it's right you know, 15 or 20 years old. So these things last, like, forever, and they're really extremely uh, good quality. And you make them all
3: there in-house, We do. Yeah, we make them right here at the distance depot. Um, We have a seamstress, and she does them all right here. And so if something custom is needed, um, it's always a possibility. So um, contact us if you, you know, see see something or or don't see something that, that you might need um And we're always happy to try to accommodate those needs.
2: That's great. And so how would somebody um, get in touch with you?
3: They can simply um, call us toll-free, 866-863-2349, or visit us at com. Well, thank
2: you again, Kristen. Hope you have a great another great year. Thank
3: you very much.
2: Coming up next, we have Rhonda, a.k.a. Ronnie Eden, who is an endurance writer originally from Australia. She now lives near me in Nevada. She writes a really cool, interesting, fun blog called The Monkeys Know Nothing. Well, good morning, Ronnie. Thank you for joining us. And I've known you for a few years now, but uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your history. Um, How did you uh, get involved in endurance writing and when did you start writing?
1: Okay, I started in Australia in about, I don't think about 2000, and um, just very casually on standard breeds, a couple of standees off the track. And so we were not real competitive, just sort of touched around. Um, I was actually back there in Australia. I was living in the United States, but I had to go back and look after my dad after uh, my mother died, and my husband followed me over there. And, um, and so we were over there for five years and then came back back to the United States and discovered Arabians. That, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if we wanted to do endurance, maybe we should get some Arabians. So um somebody gave me a or we bought a um a Korab, um a half Arabian, half quarter horse and I started there. Um and well, I was never really very competitive, but the horses I rode were. <laughs> <laughs> I just hung on for dear life They all and, want to um, be competitive, don't they? they? Yeah, that's right So um, I can't be competitive because I get lost too easily So <laughs> I need at least a few hot in front of me <laughs> 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 But um, yeah, we we were in Laramie, Wyoming So we're in the mountain region And we uh, owned and ran a boarding stable there called On a String Ranch We had 60 horses boarding there so my husband couldn't really get away very much to ride. So I, I sort of drifted around the state and the, um, um, the adjacent states on my own uh, until a few years ago when we sold that establishment and then moved to Nevada. Mm-hmm. And um, now we both go to rides together. But my husband at 71, Murnie, is just starting his endurance career <laughs> Not so too good. late. He has a uh, a Tennessee Walker, so he rides a Caterpillar, <laughs> while I still ride a pogo stick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we can't and, really ride together.
2: I know, and I love your horse, Kip. He is wonderful. So tell us about
1: him. Oh, my goodness. How long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> he um he has uh, his own blog. Yes. So People can go to his blog. It's it, it, I just consider myself the monkey on his back. Uh, uh-huh. So is he. And so his blog is called <laughs> themonkeysknownothing.blogspot.com, And he blogs every ride with mm-hmm. pictures, and he tells it from his point of view. He's a very, uh-huh. very arrogant horse, um, <laughs> knows his job really well, and providing you don't get in his way, uh, he does very well at endurance. So the only times that he has been pulled has definitely been monkey error uh-huh. and he will tell you all about that on his <laughs> on his blog but um i got him in laramie somebody bought him for dressage and sort of rescued him And he was in a situation where they didn't really want him and um when she got him home he did dressage beautifully for about one round <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like i did it I'm not doing it again. And uh, so he gave her, her hell in the arena and so eventually I said, No, Chris, maybe maybe she try and get endurance. And she said, Oh, you think that every horse should do endurance? <laughs> I said, he just really he's got endurance written all over him, so she said, Well you take him. Uh, he, we don't know where he came from, but you know, we're pretty sure he's Arabian. Uh, but we don't know how how old he is. But every vet that has checked him has been um, right now is between twenty three and twenty six. So Kipling wants me to air on the on the lighter side, so I call him twenty three. <laughs> so at twenty three, he's got about three thousand three thousand something miles on him. And he, he doesn't late. even think he's
2: twenty three, does he?
1: <laughs> no. No, he is, it, 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 if you've seen his teeth. <laughs> in fact, you don't even have to open his mouth now to check his teeth because they're like tusks. They sort of stick out and he's always brushing them.
3: Uh-huh.
1: So, you know, so we're still going strong. He's done uh, He's done eights, hundredths, and the mm. two we didn't complete were definitely monkey error, and he'll tell okay. you about that in his book. Okay. But, and uh, I yeah, know
2: he's you- a very opinionated horse you together had a really awesome year last year. You did all sorts yeah. of things. So tell us a little bit about some of the rides you went to over the last year with him.
1: Well, last year we um, we did the Triple Crown uh, for the second time, and the Triple Crown is the the uh, the um, Nevada Allstate 50, All State Trail Riders. Yeah, Nevada mm-hmm. All State. Uh, 50, 75 and 100 culminating in what they call the Triple Crown. And um, he was the uh, reserve champion last year and uh, the year before on that. So we did those rides. Um, and so we did the Virginia City 100 as well as doing the Big Horn last year. And mm-hmm. that was a trip to Wyoming, which was lovely. It's oh, good. a long way. But mm-hmm. it's my old stomping ground, and so we did Shamrock, uh, three days at Shamrock, and that was their last ride, so that was fun, had a big party. And then we went and did the Bighorn 100, which is, um, have you done that, Karen? I haven't. You've done the Bighorn, haven't you? I haven't been
2: oh, out there to do oh, it. I need to do that one of these days. I've heard it's just beautiful. do it beautiful. before
1: Kipling gets too old, because he's a really good one to do the Bighorn, because he's done it. Let's see. He's done it three times, but because of monkey error, he didn't complete the Where's one that year located, Karen? It's uh, in, Wyoming.
0: in Wyoming. In um, Wyoming? Okay. Yes,
1: it's Wyoming. It's in the Bighorn Mountains, Wyoming. The closest town is Shell, but that's a tiny town. Closest bigger town probably Cody, Wyoming. Is what sounds pretty most though. Would know. It's beautiful. It's on top of the world. It's a real bare bones. Ride as far as um, you have to take care of yourself out there. You mm-hmm. check every 25 miles, and for 25 miles, you're pretty well on your own. And so it's it's one of the real real rides. Right, but, uh, right. that was probably our highlight. And then uh, then the Virginia City is always a good one. He's done that. Um, he's done the Virginia City three times. Ty- Virginia City 100 three times, and he's done the Virginia City 25 uh
2: once That's the monkey era. <laughs> oh <Uh-oh. clears throat> yeah Virginia City um Glen is super rocky. It's known for yes. its rocks. You've done
1: it lots, haven't
2: you? <clears throat> Just a couple of times, but I've ridden on the trails a lot. Um there's one canyon called Bailey Canyon where the horse is basically mm-hmm. kind of like boulder hopping mm. all the way up
0: right. it. That sounds fun. <laughs> <Right>.
1: yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: it's a rock garden. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's definitely yes. a rock garden, but it's it a great ride. It's I got a um, question. another one of those ones. That's
0: hard. I have a question for you. I'm on your website. And yes. I'm on the uh, blog, themonkeyknowsnothing.blogspot.com, and I'm looking at the Death right. Valley ride. And I'm, I'm looking not
1: responsible at... for anything that's
0: on there. It's <laughs> <just> so <laughs> uh, um, I have to call him in. I'm looking at the Death Valley ride. Wow, well, was it Death Valley ride? Pretty sure. Which one was it? It
1: was the last one. Yeah, the but one there was somebody
0: one. in a chariot. Where? How did that happen? Chariot? Yes. There's somebody <laughs> then, in a chariot. He so must
2: be looking at one of the NIDA rides. He
1: must be looking at one of the NIDA rides, and that would have been—and um, NIDA is an interesting thing to explain. <laughs> okay, I'll let you I do didn't... it. <laughs> <laughs> NIDA is the National Endurance Drivers Association. I used to think it was Nevada uh, Endurance. No,
0: States but this National. is a chariot in bunch of riders i got to uh-huh. find it again. I've now lost the picture, but yep. it definitely is on your site. Someplace. Yes,
1: that's yeah? probably what it is. It's yeah? driving and um, riding together. All at the same
0: time. I cannot imagine standing in a chariot for 25 miles. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, actually, it's only 20 miles.
0: Still. <laughs> it's a long way in a chariot. Isn't it? <laughs> and
1: believe me, that chariot goes really fast. So you're not standing there for too long. I was trying to see um, if it had suspension uh, on it. Out of Silver Springs... <laughs> And um rides are uh, uh, all over the place, but a lot of them are out of Silver Springs. And um, what it is is the, they're endurance drivers, but there's not a real lot of them. So for their events, they invite the, um, the AARC or the, the um, endurance riders to join mm. them. So there's more of an event. Otherwise, there might only be like two chariots or um or, or rigs of some sort, you know, chinkers or whatever. And um so they're they're basically no they're no more than twenty miles and they're uh, very casual. There's um there's a vet check but there isn't it isn't a vet. It's just they just um like they don't even trot out the horse. They just look the horse over, and you sort of expect to continue. Because they're really laid back. You've got all day to do it, and you start at 11 o'clock. Very civilized. <laughs>
0: and, yeah, that is civilized. Um, Almost.
1: there's lots of beer and, uh, and, um, <laughs> a, a, and like a potluck. And all, lots of fun is had by all. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and, Glenn could even yeah. do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, this it. and I'm looking, the one picture I'm, I'm oh, looking at, of the chariot's a driving mule, too. So that's kind of fun.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, is, that's it. It's neater. Um, Steve Thompson runs a, runs some great rides out of Silver Springs, and sometimes they're in uh, I think south of Reno, um, Heidi and Steve. Um, I can't pronounce their right name.
0: I know the Midwest um, is big um, on, uh, on on Fibbermore. distance driving. Not too much anywhere else in the country, but I know the Mid Indiana, Illinois, and they have a contingent of those uh, of, di- of distance right. drivers too. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's really, uh, it's fantastic, and I think, I think my, really good my hackney pony
0: could do that, yeah. except the, he has this habit of when we go out, he's great on the way out. On the way back, he is a slug, and it's the exact opposite of most horses on the way back who are in a hurry. <laughs> right. He, he's a slug. I, I would yeah. never make it, I'd have to carry him the last five miles.
1: <laughs> wow. Gee. You know, um... I think I'd like that horse now.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: we don't know what says, that's like, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. Everyone says, hey, how are you going to get another horse like Kipling? Um, are you looking for one because, you know, he's getting on now and everything? I tell them, no, I'm looking for the, ex- the opposite, the exact opposite of Kipling. You know, I don't want, in fact, I'm looking for a standardbred off the track now because I started with standardbreds." Uh And they're real laid back and, um, you know, I don't want to run up front. And uh, so, yeah, I've I've sort of paid my dues with Kipling, I think. Yes. So do you have any tips, since since Kip is an
2: older horse, uh, any, you know, health care kind of tips, anything special you do with him to keep him going so strong
1: still? I have to listen to him a lot now. I hate to say it, but he calls the shots. Uh, after, uh, for one thing, I let him run up front a lot more now, which seems like, you know, you'd be doing the opposite. But mm-hmm. I've been pulling on him for about nine years. <laughs> and um, I figure now if he's not ready, you know, if his tendons and everything are not ready to go, well, so be it, because they should be by now. And right. so I'm not pulling on him anymore. So um, I actually finished the ride feeling much better. And so, so to see, he doesn't really go wild and gallop off really fast. He just likes to set a really more of a fast pace than what I would, would normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he noticed what he's doing. You know, I, I, I get ulcers when I see that he's not drinking and stuff like that, and, and yet he's always done fine. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm not worried about him now. When he wants to drink, he'll drink. When he wants to eat, he'll eat. And he eats a lot on the trail. He's learnt to, to eat on the trail. Um, I swear by pulp. I love giving them beet pulp. Seems to put a lot of moisture in them. He also likes a beer or two here and there. <laughs> Does he? And so he always gets a beer um, on the ro- uh, after the rides. And on one hundred, he gets Guinness Stout. Okay. Haven't pay for Guinness Stout on regular <laughs> occasions, but he will. He'll splash out for Guinness Stout on a um, on a one hundred. Well, that's one
2: way um, to get electrolytes in, I guess.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't electrolyte a lot. I, you know, I know every horse is different. He doesn't like it. He hates it. And right. um, I put. Uh, a little bit of electrolyte in his his food, and because he eats so well on the trail, I think he gets a lot of electrolytes from that. Mm-hmm. And somehow along the line, um, he's learnt to to eat when you know once he's done. Um, I actually he choked on an electrolyte in the Virginia City twenty five that I did, oh. and it sort of put me off of them a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I had one in in my bag because they gave it uh, one to us in a pack, and I thought, got oh, an electrolyte here. Everybody else is giving electrolytes here at the trough, so here I go. So I gave it to him. He shook his head and he said, "I don't want it, don't want it, don't want it." And I made him have it, and he got a little way down the trail and he started coughing. And by the time he got to the first vet check, he his uh, windpipe had gone into. Uh, spasms and his esophagus and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, he was called. And he had something to say about it. If you just look back on, like, his second Virginia City, he'll, <laughs> he'll tell you all about it. So oh. they're all different, and he does really well. Um, he's Other than that, he's never been pulled metabolically. Um, actually, he's only, he hasn't been pulled that much at all. But it's usually been something to do with me going off trail.
0: Well, um, everybody yeah. can check out the blog at the monkeys and know nothing.
1: The Mon- th-
0: the monkeys know nothing, one word. The monkeys know nothing, blogspot. That's where they can find it. Got Thank com- you so much for joining us and good luck with them this year.
1: Thank you very much and good luck Thanks, to so you with the year coming
2: up. And I'll see you, Karen, on the trail. Yes, Happy New Year. I'll see you at a ride. Okay. All right, thanks. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. And for those that want to keep their horses barefoot and use hoof boots, check out renegadehoofboots.com. They just recently came out with a couple of new colors. I believe uh, pink and purple. I saw the pictures on the website, which is really cool. I know a couple years ago they sent me a test pair of of the pink and everybody was in love with them. You know, endurance writers love their colors and to match the tack. Uh, for me, the, The great thing about having the boots and the colors, especially because I mostly use orange, is I can look down and see that they're there. And uh, we've been having a lot of uh, really good success with the boots this year with both of my horses. We've been riding through mud and up and down steep hills, and the boots have been working just fabulously. And um, they're uh, you know great product. They're made in. Arizona, the United States, and they are available in several different colors. For those that are interested in learning more, go to their website, renegadehoofboots.com. They've also got Facebook pages as well and uh, videos on YouTube that help show how to make the adjustments and get a proper fit, which is, you know, of course, the most important thing for being successful with hoof boots. But these, you know, people always ask me, you know, can you ride hundreds in them or multi-days, can you canter? And of course, yes, you can. I've done all of those things for thousands of miles. I've done Tevis in the Renegade strap-ons and in the Renegade glue-on boots. Um. So there's options for those that, you know, depending on what your needs are or your horse's needs are, there's alternatives. They've got two different models. They've got the regular um, Renegade boot, and they've also got the Viper boot, depending on which shape of type of hoof your horse has you can choose one of their models that will be most suitable for you and uh great product that's all i've got to say
0: (laughs) very good renegadehoofboots.com and now coming up is our next guest
2: well our next guest is Sarah Cuthbertson, who writes a blog at sleep dot com, and I spotted one of her recent articles that she or blog posts that she just put up, um, the 15 types of people you've definitely seen at an endurance ride, and I thought it was great, so I invited her to join us. So, uh, thank you, uh, Sarah, for joining us, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Oh, thanks
4: for having me. I'm I'm great. How are you doing?
2: Good. So tell us, you're an endurance rider as well, aren't you?
4: Yes, I, I'm an endurance rider based up in Ontario, Canada. Okay, you're you're from Canada.
2: Great. And what yeah. got you started in the sport originally?
4: Uh, a friend of mine introduced me to it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably about uh, six or seven years ago, and she, she connected me with another person who had a Fair horse to ride, and uh, after one very difficult eleven-mile ride, where you know I thought I was probably going to die by the end of it, uh, I was completely hooked. So I guess I was just the right type of crazy for it.
2: <laughs> yes, it's addicting for sure. And yeah, how, have you been writing this uh, this blog?
4: Uh, I started it back in 2013. Um, I was actually accepted to ride in the Mongol Derby, so it uh, the, the the slogan "Eat, Sleep, Ride, Repeat" kind of came out of that because I figured that's what I was going to be doing. Um, and and so it was originally about my training for the Mongol Derby, but then it kind of became uh, something else completely after that, where we we, we talk about um, endurance rides, um, we help some, um, we do some informative articles for uh, green riders. Um, we even go and um, we do some other other things too. Um, we've done um, Ashley wrote a post about uh, mountain shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some eventing. Um, Rose is going to go ride camels in. Uh, I think it's eleven eleven days she's leaving. Uh, so we like to kind of dabble in everything, but the main the main premise is um, about the endurance rides itself because that's kind of where our heart is as well. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: let's let's start talking about this. These 15 kinds of people that you'll yeah. see during an
4: ride.
2: So why, why don't you start us off with the first one, the old
4: hat. So there's the the old hat and the distance between these riders. So it doesn't change when they dismount. They have more miles under their grip than a migratory bird.
2: <laughs> yes, I... Still, I I know some riders like that, where they walk just about the same as if they were still sitting on their horse.
4: (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny, because they can still outride their younger counterparts, but they never seem to complain as much as the young ones.
2: Right, right, because they've been doing it forever
4: and ever. Yeah, And then there's the the child prodigy, of course, which is the, the complete opposite of that, and I I I have one person in, in mind with this because when I started the sport, I was an adult and I was supposed to be her sponsor, but she taught me everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so it works yeah, both ways advice. with the juniors
2: sponsoring basically their senior rider sometimes. Yeah,
4: exactly. I say nab nab them up <laughs> ASAP because they're real fun to ride with. Mhm. Then we we have somebody who's uh, the, the student. Uh, uh, they, they spent a lot of time doing their research and they, they probably have more book smarts than any, anybody else there. And it may be their first ride. They probably have all their rule books tucked away in their saddlebag somewhere. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and then, of, of course, there's there's a socialite too. Um, so, this, this is the person, and they always seem to have a full bottle of wine. And uh, lots of snacks to share, and you can hear them loudly laughing at the campfire until late at night, and you wonder how they even get up in the morning to ride. But they'll <laughs> notice you as soon as you get there, especially if you're a newbie. Mm-hmm.
0: And you see the you see the socialite at whether you're at an endurance ride or whether you're at an event or a dressage show. There's always the socialite. Oh, is there trail rides? Uh... Doesn't matter. Yeah. There's always one of these. Yep. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no doubt, every you know what I bet a lot of these are probably uh, applicable to the other uh, the other. Uh, oh yeah, riding as well, not just <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that's so true. Yeah.
4: so this is this is probably one that you'll definitely see at the other rides too. Is uh, the gobbler? So they they kind of look like they're at a place, and for for us, it's somebody who's you know they're not wearing biothane intact. They've got their their sparkly Charles Owen and and probably matching boots and fly bonnets in that. So they they stick out they, they they stick out a bit, but you can tell that they're having a really good time as well. So always always exciting to see the new ones in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then the, the the ride, mom and dad. Um, so these they always make sure that you have food. They make sure everybody within a 50 meter radius of their campsite has food, and they probably already topped up your horse's water for the night. Is, so it, I always try to park, park- near them. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> that's a good plan. <laughs>
4: uh, and then, uh, so number seven we have was the, the Um So it, it's funny because you look at this person and they, they always seem to be on point. And you think, man, they probably even smell fabulous. And it seems like they never have sweat or they never get beet pulp in their hair. It's like watching a live mineral water commercial.
2: Right. And they can wear white and still be white at the end of the day. <laughs>
4: Oh. i I don't know how that happens. I didn't know you
0: had any of these in endurance. I wouldn't have guessed that
4: i i oh there's all all types in endurance. I would have guessed dressage,
0: you, you would see this, you know uh show jumpers you definitely see hunters you every one of them but yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> then we have the live streamer, which is uh, probably where I come in <laughs> it's uh, so, so manages to kind of record everything and and, and tweet about it or, or, or put it on Instagram through their entire ride. Uh, you, you never see them riding, but they only seem to know where everybody is and where everyone's placing, and they've got all sorts of live updates coming into you from the trail. Mm-hmm.
0: They have three GoPros <laughs> hooked to the horse in themselves, uh, all from different right? angles. Yeah, okay, that's, yeah.
4: that's, that's definitely me then, as, as you're talking <laughs> GoPro. <laughs> Um, then we've got uh, Mr. or Ms. I'm in the zone. So uh, this is this is somebody who has everything pl- uh, planned to a T, and as soon as they see that uh, that finish line or that um, that vet gate, they just get that steely look on their face, and they already seem to clear the vet check before you even remember where you put your vet card in. Hmm. Uh, then there's always the riding couple. Um, they seem just. It's not like they're not even two riders. It's just like they're one rider, one horse. They you never see them separated. Um, so you know, four legs is better than two, two and, and eight is just perfect for these guys. Uh huh. And then so number number eleven, we got the most feedback. It seemed like most people thought they were number eleven. It's the slightly absent-minded. Uh, so they probably showed up without a major piece of equipment, like their bridle or her saddle, and maybe not their horse, but sometimes. Uh, uh You know they they don't seem to have anything in order, but they still manage to get through. And it's just they they've got grit and determination, and they're just they're working their hardest, and they they manage to get it done. Which, as I said, that seems to be a common one with endurance riders is if things happen and we get through it. <laughs>
2: yes, it all just falls into place. And,
0: and thank God <laughs> yeah. you can borrow stuff because my wife always used to forget her girth, and we used to have to borrow girths all the time. But that's one oh, thing: horse yeah. people all bring extras too. So. uh, you can always find yeah, something
4: yeah we i'm the person a lot of people willing to lend <laughs> right i'm
2: the person everybody borrows stuff from because yeah,
0: you, pro- you probably have three of everything uh <laughs> probably
4: well i think a lot of endurance writers are that way though yeah sickness. karen you and i are the same way i'll have i'll have three of all the things i don't need but then i'll probably not have the thing I do need <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but then somebody else will have three of them so it's okay <laughs>
2: Yes, yes. I always end up forgetting, like, one thing, and usually it's something minor, like maybe the mustard or the mayonnaise or something,
4: you know, food-wise. You can suck it up through a, a dry sand if you can ride hundred ex- miles, right?
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly.
4: Yeah. Um, so moving on, our, our number 12 is the the observer. So uh, this this person never seems to actually write. They're probably there as a crew or a volunteer, but they've probably been there for decades and decades. And they, they just seem to know everything, and and they're really good because they'll they'll interject when you're doing something stupid and and and, uh, and let you know it. <laughs> hmm Yes, we
2: definitely know people want to like that. <laughs> they'll, they'll straighten even the most experienced writer out when they need. You know,
4: yeah. To go eat uh, sometimes we th- all need a good snack. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And next we have the turtle.
4: Yeah this this person's paid their money and they're they're going to have a full <laughs> day of riding damn it. <laughs> yes. So, uh they'll, they'll probably stop when they see berries in the forest and bring home berries and mushrooms and and they just spend that extra time you know switching their animals and uh, you know breathing that that fresh <laughs> air.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, it can be quite the competition for last place sometimes.
4: <laughs> so I've heard. My horse has never let me try that before.
2: <laughs> I know. I, th- I think I've only actually officially been last, I think, once in 38,000 miles. So um, oh, wow. I don't. Yeah. It's um. And I was riding with um. actually a rider that would fit the first definition. <laughs> 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 And uh, she's retired now, uh, but but yeah, it's uh, it's sort of fun reliving some of these because I can s- actually s- see the people that these descriptions fit. It's really fun.
4: And you know what? I think I think I've I've been every one of these people at some point in time as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the other side of it too. Right. Um, right. Yeah, so they, the, the next one we have is the the Dream Team. Um, so you, you've probably seen them, and probably uh, – I they, they usually see them at the SEI the rides. They all show up, and they've got, like, six horses, and they all have matching tack, and the horses probably are all in the same breeding program, so they all look the same, and sometimes even the riders all look the same. And uh-huh. uh, they just – everything looks like it's straight out of NASCAR. Right, <laughs>
2: their <laughs> buckets match.
4: <laughs> Everything, everything, exactly. perfect. Yeah, uh, and then we have the, none of
0: us have anybody in yeah. mind for that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: yeah, then then we have the fashionista. Every everything you talk about the matching colors, the fashionista has everything in matching matching colors, and everybody knows it's their color too. Yeah, and they're they've got that bright spandex, and uh, pretty sure you've seen her go into a porta potty and come out as Wonder Woman.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. and
4: and last lastly is uh the the wire um so the, this person they always seem to travel alone they're probably doing a cavalry style and uh, they live off nearly nothing but they somehow have everything that they could possibly ever need uh and they, anything that you've forgotten they likely have that too so mm-hmm. it's, it's always good to be near a DIYer. and as i said between the, between them and the uh, the slightly absent-minded, things seem to work out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> definitely, definitely. Think I think this, like, I together? probably yeah, I probably fit that that description probably the best at least right now. But like you said, <laughs> we've all been through different <laughs> scenarios here with um,
4: over time. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I don't know if anyone who actually read the article noticed my my kind of little play in here, but uh, we titled it 15 Riders You've Definitely Seen. But there's actually 16 riders in there, and the intention there that. was because one one of them is going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> okay,
2: and let's see the the website uh, for this blog address is eat, sleep, ride, repeat.com. That's correct. Well, thank you, Sarah, thank for, you, Sarah. for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, was,
4: I always always love talking about these.
0: Well, now, as far as upcoming events, I know that there'll be rides kicking off all across the country, especially here in Florida. But what what uh, the convention's coming up, too, right?
2: Yes, it is. The AARC National Convention is going to be March 9th and 10th at the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno, Nevada. Out your which way. Is, it's coming up quickly, yes.
0: You just drive and, down and the Reno's- road, you'll be there.
2: Pretty much, yes. And it's a it's a great place to have the convention because there's a lot of other stuff to do for those that want to come to the convention and bring their families with them. The families can go to Lake Tahoe, or they can go skiing, sightseeing. I mean, there's lots of museums, there's Virginia City, lots of day trip kind of things that they can go and do and, and um, you know, go shopping. So it's it's a nice, nice place to make a You know, kind of a little mini vacation out of it, and then still come to the convention. And as usual, they've got lots of great topics and speakers. They're going to be covering research findings from Virginia City and Tevis. They're going to be talking about nutrition, how to manage a horse on a 100 mile ride. Uh, uh, top one of the topics is about tying up. Um, health tips for keeping riders strong in the saddle which of course is uh, you know kind of an important thing for all of us to stay strong and fit so that we can help our horses out and and keep them being successful so to find out more about this go to aerc.org and if uh if you do want to come you can get a uh Discounted room at the Grand Sierra Resort if you let them know that you're with the AERC convention, you can get a little bit of a discount there.
0: And of course, if you want to check out the ride calendar and see what's coming up in your area, maybe do a do a first time ride. I we were so excited for Jennifer; she was going to do her first endurance ride ever here in Florida over the holiday over the holiday break, and she had all planned and had a person that she was going to go out and ride with on her first. I think it was ten or twenty, and here right in Ocala, and her horse came up lame the week before. Oh. <laughs> she was so excited and Nigel decided to come up lame and pulled something and then now he's fine but of course you know right the week of before. Of course. Yeah. That's just And she this was the one ride she really wanted to give a try to because it was so local. It was like within five, ten miles of the house.
2: Oh, man. Well, there'll be others.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of others, um, you know, in this area. Not close. Yeah, not close. So it was just going to be the perfect one and the perfect distance for his first, you know, endurance ride. And mm, there you go. That's what happens. Well.
2: Maybe next year.
0: Horses do that to you. So she's got a couple fox hunts. Okay. She's doing a fox hunt next week, and uh, okay. which is its own form of endurance ride when you think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, with a with a lot more noise and and uh, drinking. So so that's coming up But aerc.org is where you can find that And of course there's some clinics coming up too That you're going to want to check out Now as far as today's guests And the past endurance episodes that Karen's been on Just go to horsesinthemorning.com And search for Karen Chatting, search for endurance Search for whatever you want, it's going to come up It'll bring up all the past episodes And you can go ahead and uh, check those out And take a listen to those You can follow Horse in the Morning on Facebook You can follow Karen at
2: dot And
0: she has a blog there with a whole ton of, like, years worth of information on there about endurance. So if you're seriously considering it like my wife was, that's a good thing to go take a listen to or, or go to take a read of, rather. Uh, you can follow also you can find us on our app uh, the Horse Radio Network 16 shows now and you can find it on the app iPhone or Android just search for Horse Radio Network in the app store and you can go take a listen to any of our shows there either download them to your phone and listen later or stream them uh, live whatever way you want to do that and that's about it till next month Karen thank you so much for joining us thank you happy new year again